0: Zolgad in the TCL broadcast studios. Mackie Hubbard, Phoenix, new open. How'd you like yeah. that, huh?
1: I like it. I, well, I think the the old intro was from four years ago when we so we started doing this segment in 2014 or whatever that whatever the year was that we started the show. And it was it was more of an advice segment. It's like write this down, Rick Spielman, <laughs> you should do this, mm-hmm. or write this down, Chuck Fletcher, you should do that. And then eventually it drifted more toward predictions. And then once we started doing predictions, it was kind of fun. What if we kept track of the predictions, which nobody does, and athletes correctly criticize sports media talking heads for just throwing stuff. Like Stephen A. Smith is 0 for his last 7 predicting NBA Finals winners. When it gets down to 2 and he flips a coin, like he's 0 for his last 7. So we figured, let's keep track of these, and so here we are. And uh, we've incorporated listener predictions. This time around, when we get to the predictions part of the segment, we have seven listener predictions to get to, Ooh. seven that have, that are worthy of the cut. So we'll fly through those. If you have predictions that you want to go on the record with, email us anytime during the week, Mackie and Judd at 1500ESPN.com. We can't promise that yours is going to make it if we get a, a high volume of the predictions, but make them piping hot. Make seven, them home runs.
0: Seven today? Is that what you just said? Seven. Ooh. All right. Yes,
1: and Charles Robinson will join us to yeah. talk Kirk Cousins here in about 15 minutes. Uh, accountability session, gentlemen. Dave, we'll start off with you. You incorrectly predicted, you anti-American, that Sweden would beat the U.S. in the gold medal curling match.
2: Shame on me. Whoa. I took advice from the guy who knew curling. Big upset. John Benton told yeah. you to pick Sweden. Um, I let's didn't see- quite say that. But- <laughs> He said they were really good.
1: (laughs) He said they played good defense. Uh, I predicted that the Gophers (laughs) basketball team would make the Sweet 16 this year. So so did I. Uh, Yeah. We'll get to yours in a second. It wasn't a good week for Judd. But I did come back and uh, correctly predict the Gophers basketball team will miss the NIT.
2: I mean, it's not official yet, but...
1: No, I think you have to be 500. And they're not. Pretty sure you have to be 500 to make the NIT. And they're like two games under five hundred. Let's give it to
2: them. Yeah, no, we. Hit the I don't think
1: they're going. Uh, and be, because they are, be, because they had to basically lose every game except two. I'm giving myself a double there uh, for that prediction, unless anybody objects. We good? No, no, we're no, good. You're, 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 we're bat, you're batting okay, cool. so poorly Take this double. year. Take, what okay.
2: Okay. You
0: Take the, the you, double. Okay, thank you, thank you.
1: But then I told you, here's another double. I told you last Friday, the Wolves. There will be no in between. They're either going to beat Houston or get blown out by a fifteen plus. And they uh, they got beat by exactly fifteen points. So congratulations to Phil Mackey for another uh, another double. I think it was actually 18. Was it 18? Yeah, uh, they okay. lost
2: to the Rockets by 18 points all three times.
1: So, yes! You're right. All right, trying to get that batting average up over 200. Need everything I can get. Uh, Judd, it's a good thing you had some cushion in the first couple months because you Uh-oh. predicted that Tony Sperano would leave as offensive lines coach midseason or right after the season. You could buzz yourself. Mm. Uh, that Tiger Woods would suffer a setback by March, that the Gopher basketball team would win the Big Ten tournament, no! that the Gopher basketball team would win at least three games in the NCAA tournament, No. that the Wild will trade Eric Stahl this season, that the Wild will trade Tyler Ennis, but you redeemed yourself by saying <laughs> the U.S. would win gold in
2: curling that's hey! a double.
0: USA USA I believed in our curlers even though Harrigan didn't
2: Those those pesky Swedes really just wanted to go against you on that pick Those pesky Swedes Usually weren't going to beat
1: us So with that Oh yuck Nothing came off the board for our guests or our listeners so the the uh, the guests are still hitting 200 the listeners are batting 500 Dave is leading the 3 of us at 368 slugging 800 Uh Judd you're down to 320 after being well over 400 <sighs> And I'm up over the Mendoza line at 208, baby, trying to get things together here uh, for the 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 rest You're of the first half of the season.
0: And you did that well, huh? Wow, that was a it's, bad
1: start. It's a really was bad, bad start. That as bad
0: as my start was last year.
1: It was. I actually have a Judd-related uh, write that down prediction. We'll get to. But let's start with you. We'll start with you, Judd. Okay, hold on.
0: Write that
3: down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Then.
0: All right, I'm going to go on on the record. Logan Morrison home run prediction. He is going to hit. 30 or fewer home runs this season. So he's not going to approach the 38 that he hit last year. Logan Morrison will hit 30. So good still. We'll hit 30 or fewer home runs this season for the Minnesota Twins.
1: So you're, right. if he hits 30, you're going to give him. I don't have a
2: pencil. Well, remember yes. that then. Okay. All right. Dave. Well, I'm I'm more positive on Lomo. I'm all in on Lomo. I'm not going to give you an exact number. But I will say Logan Morrison will lead the Minnesota Twins in home runs this year. Okay.
1: Uh, since we're doing the the Lomo thing here, I got another one for you guys. Write it down. Write it down. Write that Come
0: down. Come on, Chuck. I got it, I, I don't got have it. A we'll remember that. <laughs> no, it's good enough.
1: Good enough is not good enough, good enough for one of the best segments in sports talk. Watching Radio, hockey Judd. highlights here. Good Mackie.
2: enough got you three co-hosts in one tenure. I'm watching. Yeah. I'm
1: watching. Let's be Penguins Johnny on the Bruins button bar from here. Last okay? Night,
0: okay. This is a really good game. This was the A fun game. seat is a
1: privilege. Be a quarterback for us here, Judge. Come is on a now.
0: Really good game. Crouchy hit had a hat trick last night. Okay. Write this
1: down. Not only will Lomo hit 30 home runs, the Twins will have three 30 home run hitters on their team this year. Brian Dozier, Miguel Sano, and Logan Morrison will all go deep at least 30 times for the Twins. Write
3: okay. that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Then. All
1: let right, right. Uh, we'll do the listener ones at the end, so
0: okay. we'll just go. Okay, well, you can write this one down. Write
1: that down. Edina
0: will win the Class AA state hockey title. Saw him uh, blow out a couple nights ago. The Edina Hornets. Shocking. They're good in hockey again. You never expect this. I'll go with a high school write that down. The Edina Hornets will win the class AA state hockey title.
1: Wow. That's uh really that? really going yes. under the limb there. Yeah, to you, see. You want to pick? You wanna pick the Astros to win the World Series? I too? am
0: looking for a few singles here. All right. New strategy, new season. After my struggles last year, it's a new strategy. Bunch of Judy year. Judd.
2: Uh, write this down, boys. Write this down. Uh after tonight the Timberwolves are off I believe until next Thursday when they come back home to host the Celtics. They are. They have plenty of time to work on things, to practice to re uh, refine that offense without Jimmy Butler. Come that game against the Celtics it's not going to happen cuz Mac is still going to be mad. Carl uh, Anthony Towns in the game versus the Celtics will shoot less than 15 times. Wow.
3: Write this down. Wow.
1: He he, and he actually he fired up a lot specific. of shots in the first half last night, but so he'll shoot uh, 15 times uh, f- fewer than 15 times against the Celtics. Fewer
2: than 15 shots against the Celtics, well, and you're going to be mad. 12 shots in the yes. first
0: half by Cat last night, seven in the second half.
1: Yep. Yeah. Uh, write this down.
3: Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well,
1: remember that, Dan. So Sean Miller was indignant and attacking the ESPN report, saying it's false, and who, I don't know, maybe there there was a a few errors in the story, but I have a hard time believing that that story is just made up out of thin air, but his defiance is very interesting. So with all of the pressure coming down on college coaches, I don't know about Sean Miller, but I'm going to give you this bombshell name. Tom Izzo will no longer coach Michigan State after this season, Tom Izzo Whoa. will either step down or Whoa. be fired. With all of the, with all, with all of the uh, the attention on the Michigan State athletic program and uh, like the sexual assault stuff, and now players taking improper benefits, Tom Izzo will not coach Michigan State beyond this season. Write, Write that
3: down. down. Wow. I don't have a well, remember that. Down.
0: That, in my humble opinion, is a home run. If that's the case, okay. That's a gutsy, Dave. Do you agree? That's a. That's a pretty gutsy prediction right there. It's very gutsy. the FBI is involved. The FBI is involved. I like it. All right. My final, write that down. Write it down. You like writing things down. I'm going to go all in on the wolves, and it's going to be positive, damn it. The Timberwolves are not only going to make the playoffs, but Jimmy Butler will return for the opening round from his torn meniscus. Okay. So the Wolves are going to make the playoffs, despite the fact they're without Butler right now, and Butler will return in the opening round.
1: Write this down. And he'll be rusty, and he'll jack up 25 shots. I'm I'm not making any. I'm not saying anything about how
0: he's going to play or if they're going to win. All I'm saying is, despite the fact that this is going to be tough, they're going to make the playoffs, and, and he comes back.
1: David?
3: Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that, Dan.
2: Thank you, Judd. I, <laughs> Judd, keeping a tight board here today. Yeah, always does. I, I really <laughs> just want to <laughs> go a, against Judd.
0: I did a fine job right there, gentlemen. I have no qualms with my work on that one.
2: I had another. I had another twins write that down. But I'm going to scrap that one. I'm just going to go against Judd's high school hockey prediction. I'm taking the field. Edina <laughs> will not win the state hockey championship for two a Whatever. J- they won't win just, single A either. Be, just, they won't win you're single. You're just a. being a jerk right now. Well, you're probably going to be right because you know they're the cake eaters and they oh, win they everything. Look, oh, did they look good a couple
1: nights ago? <laughs> I'm sure they did. Why I is that? Well.
0: A, why is that? It just got steamrolled by them.
1: It'd be embarrassing if they didn't look good. Uh, write this down. I'm going to go Judd prediction and positive. Write it down. Right. Does Judd need write to leave the down. studio? He does not. He does not need to leave the studio Which for is this good one because
0: I'm instrumental to today's
1: production. No, no, you're so, so important, despite Judd. <laughs> despite Judd's uh, futility stretch here, Judd, who was awful in this segment last year. And struggling to stay above 200 all year, Judd Zolgad will bat 300 or better in Write That Down in 2018. Wow.
3: Come back right later. I wow. have faith in Judd. we we'll remember that. Down.
1: Yep. Uh, and now we, I'm going to rattle these off. We have seven worthy listener predictions here. Actually, no, know what? Six. I'm sorry. I miscounted. Okay, we have six, six, of six them. listener predictions here. All right. <laughs> all right. I think somebody write just got down. cut. Go ahead. Well, we cut some of them, but these are, these are all worthy here. Matt S. predicts if Cousins comes to the Vikings, his knee will immediately explode. <laughs> Write that down. Wow. Write this now, down. immediately, let's define that as like before, press conference? O- before October. Like before October, go-
0: going to the press conference and all of a sudden as he's no, approaching we'll him- the podium, he collapses and his knees exploded?
1: We'll give him some games. All right. Uh, okay. Paul S. predicts this. Write this down. Mm-hmm. Write that
3: down. I-, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Then.
1: The Vikings will trade up into the top 15 and draft their quarterback of the future. This year, the Vikings will trade up into the top 15 and draft their quarterback of the future. Write that down. The dude predicts the Twins will start fewer than 20 pitchers in 2018.
3: (laughs) I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that then.
1: We're going to give the dude a single on that. They will start fewer than 20 pitchers (laughs) in 2018. I love the dude. We'll give the dude a single on that one. Uh, Matt Z predicts Brian Dozier will hit 40-plus home runs this year and finish top five in AL MVP voting. Write this down. Jeremy from Crystal says, this is great, Eric Stahl will suffer a season-ending injury before the playoffs begin, torpedoing the team in the first round once again. (laughs) Write that down. And Tom F predicts Logan Morrison will hit at least twenty bombs at Target Field alone this year. Write that
0: down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember, that that's then. good.
1: Boom. A <laughs> lot of stuff from bringing the heat Six there. Six
0: bold predictions.
1: That Eric Stahl thing is a. Cl- that's just a classic Minnesota sports prediction, right there. So is
0: the Cousins one.
1: Yeah, that is too.
0: <laughs> His knee's going to explode. That's very. That's very fatalistic, Viking fan. I can't blame you for that prediction. Yeah.
1: So we'll give a. Uh... We'll give, uh, we'll give Kirk Cousins until October with that prediction All right, to immediately have his knee explode. Let's begin to Kirk Cousins. Let's talk to Charles Robinson, who's been doing a lot of digging on the Kirk Cousins sweepstakes. He's got the Broncos all in. He's got the Vikings and the Jets as top suitors. So how do we handicap that field and what is one of the best insiders in the NFL hearing? We'll talk to Charles from Yahoo when we come back here. Mackie and Judd. I'm in Phoenix, Judd's in the TCL Broadcast Studios. Mackie
4: and Judd now continue. This is better than a kick in the jaw. On 1500
1: ESPN. And uh, I'm down here in sunny Arizona. Not scorchingly hot, but sunny Arizona where the spring training options are plentiful. Our Hubbard Phoenix Studios are great. And uh, we're going to get Charles Robinson on the line here from Yahoo Sports in just a second. But um, we're coming down to it, Judd, here. We are now... 10 days away from the legal tampering period where you're going to hear all sorts of, like, no longer will these conversations between agents and front offices be taking place in secrecy behind bushes at the NFL Combine or, uh, you know, with burner phones that you throw away in the garbage can. behind
0: bushes at the NFL
1: Combine. In 10 days, they can do this out in the open, and you're going to get a bunch of reports. And then Kirk Cousins is going to take a bunch of visits starting on the 14th when the league year opens up.
0: So I'm trying to, to envision how this would go down. So you would, if you're Spielman, you would tell Cousins' agent basically, "Okay, here's the deal: three o'clock today. There's a big bush right behind the stadium. I'll be standing there. You come talk to me. We'll keep it very, very hush hush. We'll keep it. We'll keep it very yes. quiet."
1: Yes, it is funny. Like I've covered the winter meetings in baseball a number of times, and like the really good national reporters, I, I want. I told you this story one time. Uh, it was one of those. I, I mean, every off season, there's a. a I think it was the Albert Pujols offseason where he was about to sign a $300 million contract or something. Yep. And I saw Ken Rosenthal hiding behind a bush in the lobby by the elevator corridor waiting for uh, probably some agent. I don't know if it was Scott Boris or somebody, but every time an agent walks into the open, he gets swarmed by 20 reporters. And so – you know, the best guys are trying to find these agents in the corridors of the hotel area. Right, do alone. So Charles Robinson, speaking of great reporters, he's one of them, and he's covering the NFL, and when we've had him on a number of times. He's a friend of the show from Yahoo Sports. Uh, the Adrian Peterson stuff is where we were uh, really leaning on Charles a year or two ago. But now that the Vikings' Charles Robinson are – Open for business, no quarterbacks under contract. We know that there is a a lot of steam with Kirk Cousins, but we saw your article about the Broncos now being all in. So how would you handicap the Kirk Cousins sweepstakes, and where do you think the Vikings fit in in
4: that pecking order? Well, if if he is going to, so I talked to him at the Super Bowl. Actually, it was crazy. I talked to him. That literally, we were together the day uh, Alex Smith got traded to the the Redskins, and you know had a chance to kind of ask him, Hey, you know, you're going to go through the recruiting process for the first time ever in your life, really, and um, you know what what is it that you want? And he kept going back over and over to wanting to play for a team that. You know he felt was a contender that you know if if they're not on the doorstep of the super bowl he can be you know a piece that that gets them right there and to me knowing the teams that are sort of circling around him i think it's it comes down to minnesota and denver and you know coming into here i still think it's hard to handicap and here's why um all the numbers we're hearing all the things that are going on first off they're not supposed to be talking none of these teams are supposed to be talking to to Kirk's age and all the stuff, they are okay. They're here. They're talking now. <laughs> you, as the week has gone on, you've kind of started to understand a little more of what the finite contract numbers are going to be. And and to me, it went from being, oh, this is going to be your classic seven-year franchise quarterback deal, to all of a sudden it's sounding like, hey, this this could be a three to four-year deal um somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 million per year and with the majority of that all guaranteed and that could make or break this race i mean do the vikings really want to commit 90 million dollars over three years that that's almost fully guaranteed if not fully guaranteed to kirk cousins or 120 million over four years um a can they fund that b uh, do they want to commit that? And then C, do they want to give away, which is really what you would do if you sign that kind of deal, the, the last three years of the deal in, in what would normally be a classic seven. And what I, what I mean by giving that away, knowing where quarterback numbers are going, you sign Kirk Cousins. Say Kirk Cousins is everything you ask for. You sign him to a seven-year deal. After year four, year five, six, and seven, those numbers start to look pretty good. You know, hey, that's that's an economical salary later in a seven-year deal, just like we've seen other quarterbacks now look a little more underpaid as these numbers have bloated. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's going to be interesting to find out how teams embrace this whole idea of the three- to four-year model and contract structure. I'd say the Broncos and the Vikings are right there, um, but I know the Broncos are, regardless of what John Elway has said, I've talked to a number of people um, in that organization and and who are also very familiar with Elway. And they've told me that, look, the Broncos are going to sell out on this one. And I don't even – honestly, I I can't say this definitively, but I don't even know what their plan B really is at this point. And that tells me that, you know, that's why they're so completely all in on Kirk Cousins.
0: Two-part question, Charles. Uh, One, are the Jets involved? And two, if the Broncos are going to go down this path – how do they go about selling out and most importantly for them clearing out that much cap sca- cap yeah. space because if you look at the jets and Vikings right now there's a lot of there's a ton of cap space for the jets there's a lot for the Vikings, and I think the Broncos are like at twenty three so they're they're not that high
4: they're really at, they're really around twenty six okay. um you know if the numbers are completely accurate you know that's a problem we don't get to see their exact books or how they're moving some of the money around there at twenty six but what I was told was um they have gamed out scenarios to to start slashing money. And one of them is obviously Tlaib, um, dropping Tlaib will add money. Uh, CJ Anderson, I think is another guy that could end up on the chopping block um, to add money. And beyond those two, I know there are other individuals that they've looked at either manipulating their contracts or potentially even cutting guys to get themselves somewhere between 40 and $50 million, probably in the neighborhood of $45 million. in, in this coming off season, which would allow them to, hey, if we're gonna sign him to say a three or 90 million dollar deal or whatever, and we' we're gonna, we're gonna guarantee each year of that, we'll just stagger it 30, 30, 30, and we'll make sure that you know we've got that space each year starting this year. And um, so you know they have the salary cap now is, I think it's a, it's far more fluid than it's ever been. People are a lot smarter about how to move money around and and create space. You really have to be like, completely up against it to to not be able to manipulate it you know even in the tens of millions of dollars um so you know i do think that they're they're going to have enough wiggle room to to definitely be in the mix with the vikings the the jets could blow it out obviously absolutely and and josh mccown Kirk kirk cousins agent uh, mike mccartney josh mccown is his client so they have a, a negotiating Um, A very good, you know, history of of negotiation, just like Trevor Simeon uh, with the the Broncos is also a Mike McCartney client. Um, You know, the thing with the Jets is they can blow the money out. I just don't know that the confidence is necessarily there um, long term. But they do at this point right now. There is an intent to take visits um, in free agency, like as in. I don't think they're going to hammer out a deal in the, the pre-free agency period, that three days before free agency when you can start talking numbers. I don't know that all of a sudden they're going to walk through that and go, you know what, we're just going to sign a deal with the Jets as soon as you know March 14th, the, the opening bell arrives, unless a bunch of teams drop out and really leave no other teams there. So if the Jets, Vikings, and Broncos are all in it when free agency kicks off, I think there's a very – real chance he's going to take visits to all three of those franchises and listen to the full sales pitch. Yeah,
1: Uh, Charles Robinson, super plugged in, covers the NFL for Yahoo Sports. The supply and demand of of this pursuit is so interesting because in a lot of ways, Kirk Cousins is, it's a crowded bar and he's one of the only women at the bar. And, And I mean, there's really only about 15 or 18 truly trustworthy quarterbacks in the world. And there's 32 teams trying to get them. So with, with that in mind, how good do some of these teams think that he is? I mean, are, are they looking at him like the seventh best quarterback in the league? Or are they looking at him, you know, he's, he's above average, but he's the right. only guy that's uh, that's proven on the
4: market. How do teams view him, Charles? Well, I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, you just never see a guy who's, you know, 29, just about to turn 30 when, when camp, you know, kicks off that. You never see a guy of this stature who's put up these numbers other than, you know, Manning in 2012. I guess you could go back to Breeze um, when he was departing the the uh, Chargers. But, I mean, those guys were both even injured when they were kind of going through that process. So he's healthy and, he, and he's been putting up numbers. Uh, you know, where does Kirk stand in the pecking order? I, you know, it depends who you talk to. I, you know, I the Redskins, I think, were always kind of flat on him, but I think it was a variety of reasons. I think there were just some people in the in the building who thought he had limitations and just could never get over it. I think there were some people who were really upset, including Jay Gruden and Bruce Allen, who were mad that he just would never take the, the lowish deals that they were offering, and I think that tainted their perception of him. But then I've talked to guys in the league who say, hey, look, you know, we, we did pro-personnel film on the Washington Redskins this year, And look who he's throwing to, Vernon Davis, you know, he's throwing to, he's, you know, throwing to a third down back. I mean, he's, he lost his top two wide receivers in Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon um, did not have the, the upper echelon weapons that he could have had and produced. And, you know, so. I, and, and, and on top of that, you know, didn't really ever have a dominant running game. So there are a lot of people who are in his corner who will say he just never had the surrounding cast to, to be as good as he even could have been and think that there is plus side to him. So if you're going to sign him this deal, you got to believe he's a top ten quarterback at least, at very least. And to me, if you're the Vikings, knowing what that roster is, you add a top ten quarterback to that mix. You, you can be, I think you can be a Super Bowl contending team for whatever his window is, as long as you can keep other parts there. So, um, you know, I, I do. I think there are the, there's definitely the supporters out there, and I think there's the belief in, in a number of franchises that he'll get paid more than he's worth, but that's what free agency is. But he's also a top-ten quarterback, and you don't just sign those guys in the offseason.
0: So, Charles, what intrigues me so much here, especially when it comes to the Vikings and Broncos, is this. You you bring up the Broncos and Kirk being their plan A, B, and C. But the Vikings couldn't end up being the same way in this case. So the the legal tampering period, which I love, the legal tampering period starts on March 12th. So let's play this out, and let's say Teddy gets a call from Jacksonville, and Teddy goes to Jacksonville. And let's say now Case gets a call from the Cardinals, and Case says, I'm going to the Cardinals. Yeah. And Bradford is sort of a lost cause, but let's just say he, that he goes to Cleveland as, as a backup and mentor type of guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, and now the Vikings plan A, B, and C is just like Denver's. It's Cousins. So yeah. so in some ways, this is going to be really intriguing, especially for a team coming off a 13-3 season, to potentially see play out because either in that scenario they get Cousins or they're in a heap of trouble potentially.
4: Really and they are, and the reason why I think it's it's more dangerous for Minnesota is because because you said I mean really I mean you could you could argue with the, the Broncos, hey, it doesn't work out, they don't sign the guy, but they still have the pick to get a quarterback they still have maneuverability to draft a quarterback um, and just go that route and and chances are there's you know I know they love you know the way Josh Rosen slings it I mean, I know there are guys in the draft that um, they, they do like, um, but I just don't think they, they like and feel like, you know, any of those guys automatically opens up the window again for them. So uh, the thing with the Vikings, I can tell you this, the other agents of, of the guys who filled out that depth chart and are no longer under contract, they are not going to wait. Right. And I think the, the interesting thing is, particularly a guy like Case Keenum, it's, If they miss out, so they say they miss out on on Kirk Cousins and Case Keenum's still out there and he's shopping around a little bit, and there's going to be other interest in Case Keenum. I think the Vikings are looking at Keenum saying, the tag price, you're not worth it on the market. Go ahead, go to market. If we miss out on Kirk, find out what your price is, come back to us. We're probably going to end up paying you what the market would dictate. The problem is you hand over leverage. And so if he goes to market, he can say, hey, well, market's dictating – what, 15, 16, 17, whatever it is. But he can look back at the Vikings and say, I want the tag price now. That's what I want. You know, this is what I want from you now. You've given me all this leverage because I know you have no other options. You can't go draft a quarterback. And the the tiers below a Case Keenum are really significantly questionable. And uh, you're just handing over leverage to someone. So, to me, it's really – that sort of apocalyptic, oh, we missed out on Kirk, and now what do we do? Is really going to center on Keenum and and how quickly another team moves on him. And I'll say this: if he comes back, if if they all of a sudden you know go knocking on his door again after missing out on Cousins, if that happens. There's a lot of leverage in Case Keenum's, you know, camp at that point, and you could end up paying them that that tag price in 2018 anyway. Yeah,
1: Charles Robinson, Yahoo Sports, great insight, and we appreciate you taking some time to come on our show this morning. Thank you.
4: Thanks, Charles. A- absolutely, guys. I always appreciate it. Call me anytime. For sure,
1: Charles Robinson. Great like every, every, he's just full of information, and I love that. Like he's just able to to peel-back layers from multiple angles. Like It's not like he's just talking to one guy no, he, and one guy gives him information. He's yeah. ju- he's talking to everybody, no, and it's incredible.
0: He's great. Uh, let me make this observation about Case off the conversation, uh, off of what we saw uh, from him throughout the course of this year, Phil, but especially going back to the conversation of uh, Super Bowl week when he stopped by and briefly chatted with us. I think if Case Keenum is basically told we're not giving you the franchise or transition tag, go shop, shop yourself, he's not coming back. I agree he strike that was it just and and it was a brief time but there's never been a time that I've seen case talk or talk to case that I haven't said to myself chip on the shoulder that's massive
1: yeah he's gonna almost I think at this point he might want to say bleep you or just forget about the franchise thing. Just the fact that at no time late in the year right. or in January or February did the Vikings really put forth an effort to to sign him to an extension. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's been zero chatter about the Vikings even lowballing him. Mm-hmm. So to just show no interest and to have all the Kirk Cousins stuff floating out there, and I don't blame the Vikings, but putting yourself in Case Keenum's cleats, you could see why he'd want to go somewhere else. And he's not get coming some back payback. here, exactly. Yeah. Dave, what's coming up
2: in stuff? A lot of good stuff. A special guest on Inside the NBA TNT last night and American Idol reboots on uh, ABC in nine days next Sunday. Mm -hmm. Fox has made an interesting choice when it comes to the Counter-programming they will have that evening, and it involves the juice. Phil
1: Mackey.
0: He tried to be so polished. As a broadcaster, he says weird stuff,
2: but it's almost funny at times.
1: Judd Zogad. Just from a baseball perspective, I really enjoy him. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN.
2: And stuff you should know about is sponsored by Sprint. Switch to Sprint and get the best price for Unlimited. Sprint works for me. Visit a Sprint store today. Compared to National Carrier Unlimited rates. Features differ. And
1: now, ladies and gentlemen, please rise and remove your caps as we honor America
4: and the Twin Cities sports scene with the playing of Stuff You Should Know About.
0: Dave Harrigan, I'm very excited for this news about what Fox is going to do to a program American Idol. Do you want to get to
2: that first? I'd love to hear it. All right, uh, March 11th is the date. Two Sundays from now, American Idol returns, and it is moving to ABC. It's a big night for TV, and it's going to be a big night for Fox. As I mentioned, it involves the juice. Here's the promo. In 2006,
3: O.J. Simpson gave a no-holds-barred interview. Including his gripping account of what might have happened that fateful night
1: for over a decade the tapes of that infamous interview were lost Until
2: now, I'm gonna tell you a story you've never heard before It takes place the night of June 12 1994 and it concerns the murders of my ex-wife Nicole Brown Simpson and her young friend Ronald Goldman Forget everything you think you know about that night Because I know the facts better than anyone This is one story the whole world got wrong. Does he confess? You be the judge. O.J. Simpson, The Lost (laughs) Confession, Sunday, March 11th on Fox. Now, the audio you heard from O.J. himself there (laughs) was from when the interview happened in 96. You remember the book was If I Did It, Confessions of a Murderer, but I didn't really kill anybody. So we go to TMZ now because they've got people everywhere. They are always in the know, and what they report is usually right. Sources familiar with the program to air, which again was taped back in 1996, and then Fox, under uh, tremendous pressure, did not air it. Sources familiar tell us Simpson talked in the third person as he described how the murders might have been committed, but at some point in the interview, he lapsed into first person. We're told it sounded like a first-person account of the murders, and although it's not a clear confession, it's in that arena. Also apparently described is somebody else who is at the murder scene, perhaps an accomplice, no name given.
1: Wow. You know what? (laughs) Let's take this a step further. If O.J. Simpson went on Fox live, just live, 2018, and flat-out confessed and said, I killed my ex-wife and Ronald Goldman... Nobody could do anything about it because of double Jeopardy laws, right? Yes. Correct. Like, he could flat out confess live on Fox TV yes, competing with American Idol. <laughs> yes, he could. And nothing could be done, I think. Why does
0: Fox—why does that promo say the tapes were lost?
1: They've Great clearly tips. they've they clearly been
2: found, <laughs> they, but they weren't lost. Well, of course they weren't lost, they but nobody knows it. that. It makes it sound you know more sexy. I don't know. Oh, we just, found these tapes, and we need to bring in them bring them to you immediately. Do we have
1: any of the lost Judd and Fun tape from a few years ago that we can play?
2: You
0: know the really pathetic thing. <laughs> I'm 100 percent in. I'm going to watch for sure. I am too. there's no, There's no question. I'll watch.
2: Yes. Just start tapping on your computer. Those are the lost Judd and Fun tapes, Phil.
0: Oh wow. <laughs> the inside joke there.
2: So inside the NBA made right, its way no. to New York last night because as you know, Charles Barkley is hosting SNL this Saturday. So they brought the whole crew up and they did the show from the Saturday Night Live studios and wouldn't you know it who showed up? Lavar Ball himself or oh actually God. not Lavar himself but Keenan Thompson who plays Lavar Ball. Thanks Green. I'm in.
1: Yeah. I'm an
0: international mogul, man.
2: Yeah.
0: I got one son in the NBA and two playing for Prenu (laughs) Vatapis. Say what? Yeah, Prenu (laughs) Vatapis.
3: It's a Lithuanian.
0: ranger. I have a question. You know what Lithuania is here. Let me finish, Kenny. Please, go ahead. <laughs> you know, they got the best stadium in Eastern Europe with a jumbotron powered by potatoes. Every seat a wooden stool.
2: Every seat. A little later, Shaq had a question about one of his sons. Your son is back playing for the Lakers. Do you think those guys can get the eighth seed?
1: Man, don't you go talk
0: about no eighth seed. Lonzo's gonna get there. He's got the number one seed Houston Rockets right where we want him. Amir, 21 games back <laughs> with a hefty 21 games left to play. Lonzo ready, man. He still got his signature shooting motion. You know, the one that looks like he grabbing something off the top shelf by doing the Thriller dance. <laughs> uh, oh. I wish I had seen that.
1: Yes. That is so good. Uh, Alonzo Ball is, uh, so when he entered the league, I think we had a conversation from Target Center about how it's basically the second coming of Ricky Rubio. Yep. Because he can't really shoot, but he's a yep. pretty good passer, and he's flashy, uh, and he, in true Ricky Rubio fashion, he's been inactive due to injury in about 40% of the team's games so far this season. Well, that is very fitting. Congratulations, <gasps> second coming of Ricky Rubio.
2: All right, let's talk about Sean Miller, Arizona basketball and ESPN. Phil's fills out there.
1: Yes. Belly of the beast. Well, I've been doing some insiding here. People are very mad that Sean Miller was even pointed a finger at to begin with. They gave him a standing ovation for God's sakes this week.
2: Well, it was announced yesterday he will remain head coach of the Arizona Wildcats. He had a little press conference.
0: I have never knowingly violated NCAA rules while serving as head coach of this great program. I have never paid a recruiter prospect or their family or representative to come to Arizona. I never have and I never will. I have never arranged
4: or directed payment or any improper benefits to a recruit or prospect or their family or representative, and I never will.
2: Now the ESPN portion, which is uh, getting stickier by the moment. Mark Schlabach was the guy who wrote the story, originally said the FBI tapes have uh have miller on 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 the tape his voice being heard talking about offering a hundred grand to recruit deandre ayton they said the year was 2017 espn then retracted that and said oops we screwed up it was actually 2016 uh it said 2017 on the, the graphic or whatever we put up but it was actually 2016 but then went back again and said wait a minute the screw up was the screw we screwed up the the fixing it was actually 2017 for real this time we we meant what we said originally and we didn't screw it up even though we said we screwed up it's actually 2017. it's all important because deandre ayton did commit to arizona in 2016. oh so this so wait are we huh?
0: are we be, are we beginning to think that this was just a simple mix up and that Miller is still guilty uh, as we thought he was originally? Are we beginning, Phil, well, to, to think this whole thing might be mistaken?
1: Well, I so Sean Miller is. Uh, Here is where I'm a little bit torn and maybe lean towards Sean Miller's side of the of the story. Mm-hmm. So we're dealing with wiretaps. This is not a he said he said or he said she said. The, this is the the original report from ESPN.com said wiretaps caught this conversation taking place. So clearly there is recorded audio of some Sean Miller conversation. So he mentioned at the end of his press conference, the only time I've ever had a conversation with somebody about payment, number one, the payment never took place and the player never went to Arizona. So he, so it's almost like he was saying, you guys misreported. There was a conversation that took place. Apparently it was recorded and it has nothing to do and the money never changed hands. If he, So he has to be... 100% sure that the story as it was reported is incorrect and that he didn't have the conversation because, like, like he wouldn't know he's being recorded. Does that make sense? Like, he's saying the conversation— I'm dizzy the, right now. The conversation that's being reported yeah. never happened, according to Sean Miller. Okay. He can't confirm or deny if there was a wiretap because he wouldn't know. So he's he's confident enough to say that this conversation never happened.
2: Oh, okay. He's saying the guy that he was heard conversing with, he had never met or spoken to even yes. until after Aiton mm. had committed to, the, to Arizona.
1: Correct. So it sounds like ESPN screwed up its reporting on this one, which sucks because there's clearly a huge underbelly of improper behavior and payments. And the last thing you need is for people to start crying fake news when there's obviously yeah. something going on here. Not that there's the parallels to draw there. The feds will a perfect everybody.
0: job here. The feds never screw up. Don't, don't be concerned Clearly. about it. The FBI
2: is going to get this whole thing right in five years. Clearly. We'll say if ESPN screwed up this reporting. It is sports science, though, so you know it's real. Sports science examining baseballs, boys. Examining juiced balls. On top of the fact that the balls became bouncier as the core itself changes, previous research showed They also became less air resistant the decrease in drag is probably a result of a smaller slicker ball with lower seams the change in air resistance could add an additional five feet to the travel distance of a fly ball combine all these factors together a lighter more compact baseball tighter seams more bounce and the ball could fly as much as 8.6 feet further, yeah. according to calculations. This would lead to a more than 25 percent increase in the number of home runs. In actuality, home runs have spiked by about 46 percent between 2014 and 2017. So steroids
1: angle. and a juice ball. All that's how you a, get to 40 percent. It's the launch angle,
2: launch angle. That's it.
1: Launch angle. I think it's. I, I think it's launch angle and juice baseballs. I'm fine. Baseball is fun. That one game where the the World Series game where they just kept throwing home run haymakers at each other for five hours. You enjoyed that? that was that was pretty fun. That was <gasps> pretty fun. All right, uh, that a wrap. Good stuff, Dave. That Thank you, Phil. So uh, we still have you know if you missed that Charles Robinson interview, we well, we're going to play that back later on in the show because it was just as Judd put it to me over GChat here, it was just like 98 miles. 98-mile-per-hour fastballs for 12 minutes, Ruckless speculation. Exactly. Mackie and Judd. (laughs) Judd from the TCL Broadcast Studios. Mackie here at Hubbard Phoenix. Phil Mackey, Judd zolga the Minnetonka Police Department's investigative unit described the relationship between the two as on again, off again. At a press conference this morning, Mackey and Judd also said there's been a history of domestic incidents between the two on 1500
2: ESPN. The brand new 1500 ESPN app is here. Stream live shows, download podcasts, read the latest Sportswear articles and more. You can do it all in one place. And if you need more reasons, we've got those We're spending the month giving away a $50 Red Cow, Red Rabbit gift card every day, as well as a 55-inch TCL Roku TV every week. But you have to have the app to access the contest entry form. You just download the new app, the new 1500 ESPN app, in the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. Do it now.
4: Max Domi across. Kanan, shoots, he scores! Kevin Kanan! And it's a four.
1: Two Coyotes laid!
3: Consistency. That's all I ask for. That's all I have ever wanted. Tell me, <laughs> <bot. You> is <laughs> it too much to ask a hockey team to at least beat the worst team in the league once in a while? No, it's not. Instead, I have to watch this bunch of underachievers puke on their shoes and lose to the Coyotes twice in three weeks. This is absolutely sickening. It's unacceptable. And it is the exact reason why I am the way I am. bought out.
1: Yeah, there Judd bought. Judd bot out. Uh, Judd bought might have short-circuited in the third period last night. They puked on their skates. He's right. Uh, tweet here at 1500 ESPN. This is sent to you from Kurt earlier in the show. Well, this is a – he's calling you out here. I have a feeling this might set Judd over the edge. Uh, why do the wild have to be perfect in order for you to buy in, Judd? They have one of the best records in the NHL since November. Why can't you just enjoy the game for what it is? You'd be a terrible Penguins fan. And they've won two cups in a row. Hashtag get off the bandwagon.
0: Okay, first of all, let's make something very clear. I've never been on the bandwagon. I'm not on the bandwagon. I don't want to get on because I might have tried once, and guess what? My fat butt tumbled right off the bandwagon. So... The other thing is, I'm not looking for perfection from this team, but I am looking for a level of consistency that when you play the Phoenix Coyotes for the second time in a month, you don't lose for the second time. Is that fair? Is that okay? Kurt, is it Kurt or Kirk? Uh,
1: Kurt with a T. Okay,
0: Kurt, is that fair? Is that fair that after they win five consecutive games and they're playing the Coyotes again, a team that is the worst team in the NHL, that they can go in? The first period... I believe the Coyotes got their first shot on goal with something like 408 left in the first period. The Wild was in control of the game at that point. And then you give up four goals in the third period.
1: All right? I would, you know, ordinarily, I'd love to sit here and uh, and troll you and and work with Kurt on this tweet. But you can't bring up the Penguins and say that Judd would be a terrible Penguins fan and they've won two Cups. Uh, There's a bit of a difference in that the Penguins, as you mentioned, Kurt, in your tweet, win Stanley Cups. They win Stanley Cups. Yes. So I think I think the the angst here is if you have postseason success, you're gonna give a team a pass in the regular season more often. Like when the Patriots start off poorly in September every year, well, some people panic, but most of the time you say, Well, let's wait till November and December when they'll get back on track and they'll make their standard annual playoff run. And with the Penguins, they might have to fire a coach to get there. In fact, I believe two of their, what have they won, three Stanley Cups in the last? They won two in a row, and then they won another one back in, like, 0-9. And they, I think they fired coaches midseason to get there, to get the spark in the second half of the season. But anyways, when the Penguins start slow, you still lean on the fact that they come around in May. When it matters. In June, and they have Sidney Crosby, right. And they have Malkin, and they make it work. The Wild doesn't have the track record or the reference points to make you feel like this is all going to be fine and they're still going to be standing in late May.
0: You know what, Phil? I'm done talking. More JuddBot.
3: JuddBot feels he deserves an apology. Just three days ago, Judd and his little partner were mocking me for a lack of unbridled positivity after the Wild beat St. Louis. Well, fellas, do you see where that kind of attitude gets you? Do you see what happens when you let down your guard with this team? Do you see what happens when you expect good things or, at the very least, a respectable effort against a team that has no business even competing with you? You get what we saw last night. You get four goals against in the third period. Shame on you both for not only falling in this trap yet again, but also for disparaging my vast hockey knowledge. I know this team. I am in their head, (laughs) and I don't like what I see. There it is.
1: Juddbot is always humble too. That's what I like about Juddbot. He's worse than I am. He's always very humble. He's cockier than That's I am. Hockey have. knowledge. Uh, I still think the Rocky Four robot is uh, is number one, but Juddbot is oh, is climbing the ranks. I
0: like Judbot.
1: I'm a oh. big fan of Judbot Happy birthday, Polly! Um, <laughs> it's just let's, awful. <laughs> <laughs> let's come back here. I've got some Minnesota sports prop bets for you, gentlemen. Uh, one of our fun weekly segments, and then we'll check in with Derek Wetmore, who's down in Fort Myers covering Twins spring training and get the lowdown on uh, sunshine and baseball. And later on, if you missed Charles Robinson, just peeling back all of the reckless quarterback speculation curtains. We'll get to that again in the noon hour. Mackie and John.